So I'm sitting waiting for the call and then suddenly I see people walking into my yard and it's only when I saw Richard Branson stepping in and coming up my steps, then I realized I once, I just started screaming immediately. <laughs> and then he started saying, you won, you won. Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. On today's podcast, we have Keisha Shahaf on the podcast, and I am very excited to share this interview with you. It was an awesome interview. And to tell you a little bit about who Keisha Shahaf is, Keisha recently with her daughter actually got to go to space through Virgin Galactic. Keisha and her daughter were the first Caribbean woman and also the first mother and daughter duo to take the journey into space. In November 2021, uh, Richard Branson actually showed up at her front door in Antigua and Barbuda, where Keisha is from. And uh, really, that's where her journey to space started. So in this interview, in this podcast interview, we go through Keisha's journey of really where this started in terms of her interest in space and her journey of bringing her daughter along with her and all the preparation that went to go into space. So Keisha is also a health and life coach, and um, you can find out more about her at the podcast description. Her bio is there, and also the links to connect with her are in the podcast description as well. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast interview with astronaut Keisha Shahaf. Well, thank you so much, Keisha, for being on the podcast. Really uh, happy to have you and uh, looking forward to our um, discussion today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Um, thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been great getting to know you. And um, I've been looking forward to um, getting to know your experience um, on that journey of space. So before we we go into that, um, if you can tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and about yourself. Okay, so my name is Keisha, Keisha Shahaf. I'm from the islands of Antigua, Barbuda. I'm a self-development coach, um, working with individuals, helping people to get through their traumas and shifting habits and just basically anything to do with your self-development in a holistic way. Um, so talk a little bit about your pursuit to space and uh, take us back a little bit to um, yeah, how did that journey start? Uh, take us as much details as you want to. Um, how did that journey start in that pursuit to space? So me getting to space was really an alignment of my journey, my life journey, and all the events that has happened. So from as a very small child, I remember from two years old, my grandfather um, told me about the first man that went on the moon. Um, and he showed me, my, my grandfather was a collector of National Geographic Explorer magazines. So I remember looking at that magazine with Neil Armstrong standing on the moon. And I said, I want to also explore and see space for myself. And I remember in kindergarten when they asked the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> And that was not something quite common in the Caribbean. So I remember all the kids laughed at me. <laughs> so very young, I figured that that's not something that was possible. And not that I gave up on that dream, but life went on. And I always had that interest in astrology, astronomy, studying the stars, knowing about everything out there. And that was the only thing that really had my interest. So growing up, I became a flight attendant. I was a young mother. I had my first daughter when I was 19, and I became a flight attendant right after that. So even if I had this purpose, I have my kid and, you know, like this strong purpose, I need to become something great in my life so that I can inspire her. And being a flight attendant still helped me in that position to pursue my dream of being high up in the skies traveling, exploring, and this kind of stuff. So I did that. So I did that for several years until I met um, someone very special. We got married and I had my second daughter. And um, that was a game changer for me. So again, my life went through another change. And um, 
you know, I let I stopped working as a flight attendant. And then that's when I started being really depressed because I ended up working in corporate office and um, pursuing that side of, of life for myself. And then I started feeling like I need to escape this planet because this is not what I want for myself. UFOs, somebody, please come pick me up. And, you know, so that kind of imagination is what continued with me. I became an entrepreneur. I still was not happy, even if I had my own business, opened up different businesses. And um, then I became a coach because I saw that something was not aligned and right within me. And then when, after becoming a coach, I realized it's because I was not following my truth, what I really wanted to do. So there came the idea again. You need to become, you need to get out into space. You need to, to venture off into discovering the unknown. So one day when my second daughter, she became 17, she was leaving high school and she's going now off to um, university and we needed to set up her paperwork because she wanted to go to university where? In Scotland, Aberdeen, so far away. How am I going to do this for her? But yes, we have to make this possible. So all of this was during a really bad time in our life was with COVID. And, you know, we weren't sure what's going on, you know, like lockdowns are happening, not sure what to trust the news or whatever. So much conspiracies are coming out. So this is the time that she needs to get to Aberdeen and the only flight available, which was a one hour flight that would take us from Antigua to Barbados so she can get her visas that she can start her studies um, in the UK. So the only flight available was to go via London, which is from Antigua to London is eight hours and then eight hours again from London to Barbados. So that's 16 hours of flying in the air. And I was like, something great has to come out of this because <laughs> you know, this is like a really hard journey. And during that time, I remember I started going into the depression again because I suffer with manic depression so I can get really low because of all of these experiences. And so during that time, I'm praying and I'm saying, universe, please show me my path now that my youngest child is leaving home. And at that time, I'm, I was in my second marriage and there was challenges in the marriage and so forth. So I needed my independence I needed my something to happen for me that I can start my life in a different direction now and space has to be a part of it so I, I just popped up on the entertainment screen and says would you like to go to space mm -hmm. <laughs> and Richard Branson was on this um ad it's an amazing sweepstake and I was like wow this is amazing I can't believe this so when I saw that immediately I said yes and I felt like the universe just answered my prayer and you know like now I have this opportunity so I didn't see it like I was not going to win or anything like that I saw it like the universe just answered my my prayer so in, in my imagination that's how I saw it so I filled out the sweepstake and everything online entered and then just left it alone one of the things that I've been studying is the laws of the, the universe and understanding the law of attraction. But in order for the law of attraction to work for you, you have to first like do the work on yourself, clean up yourself. And this is what I was doing throughout that journey as well. I was bettering myself. I was healing myself and doing the work to clear my blockages. Because if I didn't do that, I would not have been in the position where now I'm filling out this sweepstake. I would have said, there's no way that would have that I would win this and I wouldn't have never filled it out. But because I, I already did the work on myself and I did my prayer, then I did this. And then suddenly a few weeks later, or maybe a month or so after, I started getting correspondences. I'm like, holy crap, they're actually responding <laughs> to my entry. And I started from maybe top 20 finalists. Then I got to top five finalists. And then they got to the point where they said, okay, if you were to win this thing, who would you take with you? And I had no idea at the time who I would take with me because I didn't think of somebody else. I just thought of me like universe, how can I start my life? But this whole thing showed up like it was not just about me, it was about others as well. So now I needed to find who would I bring with me? So I asked my husband and he said, no, he's, he's not interested because... <laughs> He figured it was um, because, you know, they always hear me talking about space and, you know, they didn't take me serious. So 
I asked uh, another friend, I asked a few other persons and got other people's interest. But then I was talking to my daughter about it. And she says, mom, well, at the time, my daughter also thought I was a little cuckoo as well. So <laughs> she was like, just in case this thing is real, I would like to go with you. <laughs> so all she had to do is just say that. And obviously, I would prefer her to go with me than anybody else. So the other friends, I said, okay, sorry, guys, my daughter would come with me if I was to win this thing. And then I had to do an interview as a top five finalist. There was an interview that I needed to do. So they set up that interview with me. So I did the on um, the interview. It was a Zoom interview. And then they said they have having some uh, technical difficulties and they're going to call me back. So I'm sitting, waiting for the call. And then suddenly I see people walking into my yard. And it's only when I saw Richard Branson stepping in and coming up my steps, then I realized I once, I just started screaming immediately. <laughs> and then he started saying, you won, you won. And I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't believe that something like this actually came through. And then I, I realized what is this, what is happening that, I've now signed a contract with the universe. I prayed for something and now it's coming true. Now it's time to show up for it. And here I am now after going to space, I had an incredible journey of that. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that Facebook live on Richard Branson's page when he was yeah. going to your house. So yeah. that must have been an amazing experience. Yeah, for sure yeah. it was. For sure it was because... um to see that you're, you know, you've birthed a manifestation or a desire, you know, mm -hmm. it all starts with a desire. And many times we figure that this desire or this dream or this goal is way too big. I could never, mm -hmm. it could never happen. And then coming from such a small place, a little dot on top of our planet, Antigua and Barbuda, we're just so tiny. And yeah. now, you know, we're bigger because now the whole world see, has seen this. And to know that dreams can actually come true. And we focus so much on the smaller dreams that we can see actually manifesting that the bigger ones is just too big. And it just leaves you feeling like if something like this can happen, you know, anything can really happen. Mm. Mm. That's so yeah. true. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so getting selected uh, and finding out that you won is is one thing, but uh now it came now it's 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 talking about the preparation uh i'm sure there's a lot of preparation that uh went into up to that journey of actually launch day so can you to take us a little bit into um you know you you found out um that you won and that you and your daughter are officially going to space um so what what happened after that and what preparation did you guys go through you and your daughter go through so the preparation that me and my daughter went through, we went through some standard preparations together that the company itself put us through. But individually, we did our own you know, way of preparing ourselves. So I use my coaching methods and myself that, you know, just continue developing myself and her. I'm not sure what she did. But um, <laughs> but together, we were a part of the program, readiness program for Virgin Galactic. And that one was really just about um, learning about the craft and the safety measures of the craft and how the craft works and how it gets up there, what happens when it gets up there, turning around, you know, the whole beautiful dynamic of the, the, the spaceship attached to the mothership and so we had to learn about all of that and um what would be our mission what would be our mission moving forward why do we want to do this so a little bit of coaching in that particular aspect about our mission because we write our mission statement in our spacesuit and that's by our heart mm. and so we're taking this idea with us as we're going out into space and then i now went through a separate um training which my daughter did not sign up for but with space for humanity so they put me through a citizen astro astronaut program where um they're creating leadership out of each astronaut that goes up into uh, space where you're coming back now with a purpose-driven um uh, mission um how are you going to make a shift in your community um, an impact on the world, you know, like finding a problem and 
really finding a, a solution for it and you know just just being a leader and coming up with your own little team and doing something like that so we did we did a, a nice program on that um which was very helpful because it gives you this great support of how you can tell your story how you can share this with others to inspire other people to also dream so that was very beautiful on my own, I did my, I continued my particular practices because I'm a Buddhist as well. So I practice a lot of meditation. So I continued practicing mindfulness with myself because I feel like that's the most important thing ever, no matter what else might happen. Me finding my own self-liberation is number one key. So I continued with that, continued with grounding myself and just staying centered within myself. And I continued with um, my own particular brain training. After after finding out that I won, first thing I did was I went to India. <laughs> when I won the space flight, I went to India because I wanted to go now, because um, I also practice yoga. So as a yogi, I needed to go back to India and go straight to the source of yoga. So I went to Sadhguru's ashram and I just sat there in the temple with the Dalalinga and just try to absorb energy and just bring myself to a complete balance, practice the inner engineering program that they offered. And so that was my practice every day, just doing breath work, doing yoga and stuff like that. And then also because I had such a big um, fear when it comes to public speaking, I have no fear of flying or going to space, but I have a fear of in front of people so knowing that people are looking at me that like is really hard for me so I entered this coaching program called um, manifesting all possibility with this amazing lady Colette Stryker and when I entered her program it really shifted my consciousness um, it's a neuroscience where the, the subconscious mind can heal itself from whatever traumas and blocks that you're going through so the moment she practiced on me and I saw how effective that was, I signed up as a coach immediately. So I did her program for a year and a half and got myself certified as that, as a, as a practitioner. So I started practicing on myself daily, practicing, you know, so that was my training, practicing using Sadhguru's practices, using the practices by Colette Stryker and incorporating all of that into my own coaching program which was just beneficial and then also as a vegan I just continued maintaining that um, organic um, fresh way of eating my foods so detoxing a lot and fasting a lot is also a part of my um, my practice and what that does it helps to keep the mind as clear as possible because what you're putting in your stomach also affects your mind. So if you're putting foods that have life in it, so that has good energy in it, then that also goes with the mind. And I'm also an advocate for mental health. So I follow Dr. Amin's teaching and he's a psychotherapist, a brain, a brain doctor, really. He's a brain doctor. So he does scans on top of the brain and he sees um, people who um, practice uh eating more raw, eating plant foods, more fresh alkaline foods, it affects the brain and heals the brain. So I continued doing all of anything that would help me. So I did all of that. I threw all of that into one basket. <laughs> and that was my practice and how I prepared myself for going into space. Uh, that's great. Um, how, how was your daughter's reaction uh, when she found out? She didn't believe. <laughs> she really didn't believe. <laughs> It's only when Richard Branson took the phone and said to her from, if you remember seeing the video, you just yeah. saw her eyes open so widely. She's like, oh my gosh. So <laughs> she was totally shocked. And, you know, like I said to my family, hey, when I say stuff, you should actually believe me. It might sound like I'm <laughs> talking fantasy, but it's real. So she was very shocked and she got quite an opportunity because, um, she didn't even know that this was in the pipeline and coming up, you know, so yeah. to come into this. That was just amazing for her. And she really loves sciences. And hopefully this experience will help her to figure out what she really wants to do with her studies and for her future. 
Mm-hmm. And because it's just a wide open road for her. And, you know, it's just it's just beautiful, this whole experience. <laughs> yeah. And uh, who who else did you go with to, to space? How many other people were there? So there were three of us. So it was mm-hmm. myself, Anna and John. John is from the UK and he was represent he he has Parkinson's and it was his his story is just beautiful because he has bought his ticket 18 years ago and wow. been wait and been waiting for the development of this company like he believed in this mission so much that he was one of the first investors to purchase himself a ticket um and watching the company actually develop into what it is now and it was just beautiful just doing that with him. And he is also an Olympian and an adventurer. So, you know, this is what he does. Like he lives for that type of experience, which I thought was just nice. And he's 80 years old. So, oh, wow. but but such a gentleman, like you didn't even feel like you were with an 80 year old person because his spirit is just jovial. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just really a lovely, lovely being. And then we had three crew members, other crew members. We had mm-hmm. two two pilots and a chief astronaut on board with us as well. So it's a total of six of us, but three of us were passengers. Okay. Well, awesome. Um, so talk, take us through a little bit about um, when it was time to leave Antigua and um, the journey up to launch day. Um, how, how was that experience? So it was so surreal, just like knowing this is the day that we're actually traveling to go and start um, or in-person training. Mm-hmm. So just leaving Antigua and just having the, the support of the public as well. Um, you know, like we get to the airport, we didn't even expect it, but they gave us VIP treatment because like they knew we were coming, like the <laughs> staff at the airport. So suddenly they said, no, 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 come and be in the VIP lounge and we will give you this and that. And so that was just so beautiful, just that treatment and then getting on the flight, um, getting there, we got picked up by... um um, one of the um the, the CEOs of the company and so it was just like really nice um that VIP service the land what was it a land um ranger or something like that one of those mm-hmm. really nice vehicles so and packed with snacks and drinks because it was like an hour drive and then we get to the hotel get to our room and so much gifts because I'm a vegan so they put everything vegan inside of that room (laughs) like two gift baskets full of vegan snacks and apples and grapes and everything and so I thought that was really really nice and um, then we you know they picked us up they had a full itinerary where they're showing us our schedule of what the, the the training is going to be and then the person the guest that comes with us because my my daughter had her boyfriend I had my husband and John had his wife with him. So they were called Terranauts. <laughs> <laughs> so the Terranauts also had a nice um, itinerary with schedules to fill out their day as well. So you were well entertained from mm-hmm. breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything was gourmet, gourmet and um, like homemade. So we had like a homemade chef, uh, in house chef that was making us all of this homemade food. And it was just really nice. And then we moved from one hotel. Then we went to stay in Ted Ted Turner's ranch in his personal home. Where, where um, was this again? Was this New in Mexico? New, in New Mexico, okay. yeah. So Ted Turner's ranch is closer to the spaceport. So we went over there. And um, that was beautiful because we had a live-in chef with us and <laughs> someone making us breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then we get to Spaceport. We also have a chef there as well that's making everything there. So it was totally VIP and it was just really nice. We had our welcoming speech. We got to meet the entire team, um, all the engineers who built this craft from scratch and it was just so, so cool and um, got to see the people who made my um, my spacesuit, got to meet them, mm. got to see my spacesuit and my space shoes, special shoes and everything. And oh, wow. it was just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about uh, launch day. How was that when it was time, go time? 
So that day was really a beautiful miracle. Um, one of the activities that I said I wanted to do um, leading up to space flights while being there was to have a nice bonfire under the stars. Because that's mm. something that I do very often here at home um, because I really love looking at the stars. So we tried planning that, but every night the sky was just too cloudy. You just couldn't see any stars. So waking up in the morning around 3 a.m., um, I set my alarm to wake up for four because we were leaving. Um, no, sorry. I set my alarm to wake up at three and I woke up like two because we were leaving the ranch around four o'clock to get to Spaceport to start preparing for a flight. And um, I got up too early, right? Because I was <laughs> I was anxious, right? So I just got dressed and then I went outside just to sit and meditate a little bit. And it was just so peaceful. And the moment I looked up, what did I see? Stars. <laughs> mm. The sky was just full of stars. And it was just, it just gave me this feeling of like a welcoming feeling, almost like a presence, like we're we're waiting for you, you know, like you have your audience. So mm. that's how the sky felt that day. So I knew it was going to be a really good day. And Anyway, I went and I had some tea and, and everything. I didn't eat anything. I had some tea. And then finally the time came. We were now to leave and to have the drive to go to Spaceport. Got there. We had our nice briefing, our final briefing. They had like um, the night before they asked you, what would you like to eat? What would you like your meal to be that morning? Mm. So everything that I asked for was right there. So I asked to have just um, something light. I asked for some oats porridge, <laughs> typical <laughs> Caribbean woman, some oats <laughs> porridge and <laughs> made with coconut milk and topped with some fruits. So mm. I had that and, uh, and a little toast because I'm also gluten-free. It's very difficult to feed me because I'm gluten-free vegan. So they made me some gluten-free toast topped with some avocados. So that's what I had and some tea. And then I got suited up and that was beautiful. I didn't know if I was to cry, if I was to scream with joy. It just felt like so much emotions all together. And then after we got suited up, then we took a walk around in the, in the, the, the hallway, took the elevator down. Then we passed through the hangar where the plane was, but it's no longer there because it's already taxied out and waiting for us. Mm -hmm. And but everybody like it was like a 100 persons in there who work in there, the engineers, and they all started screaming and clapping at us. I was like, oh, my God, that's when I started to cry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, they, they brought the emotions out now. <laughs> so it was just a beautiful support. They were so happy to see us going. And then they opened the curtains, they opened the door and the curtains. Now we're walking through this um, this magical runway with all of the, the lights. Um, you saw that the flag of the, the UK, the London flag, you saw the Antigua flag just illuminating on the ground, like a projectors were just mm. bringing all those colors. And me and my daughter, we gave high five. All three of us gave high five. We walked through. Then suddenly we saw our family standing at the end of this runway. Mm. <laughs> so we went and gave our families hugs. And then the door opened. We were now outside on the runway where the Range Rovers, yeah, that's the word I was remembering, Range Rovers, picked us up and drove us now to the plane itself. Um, and then we put on our parachutes because the parachutes are a part of the equipment. Mm -hmm. and um and you keep it on and it's it's built in for your seat so you sit in your seat and your parachute is on you at the same time that's part of the safety feature and um yeah so then after we did all of that then we went on on board <laughs> went through the hatch got inside sat down and I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually going to space. It's actually happening. Mm. And then engine started up, started taxiing down the runway. And then we took off and it was beautiful. It was such a smooth takeoff, such a smooth ride. It took us about maybe 40, 45 minutes, just climbing, going upwards, upwards, upwards until we got to 
maybe between 44 to 50,000 feet. Then Eve released us, the, the mothership released us, and mm -hmm. we had a drop for about four seconds, which was like super cool. It was like a roller coaster. You just felt your stomach rise and it just felt so nice. <laughs> and the adrenaline just started up because I knew now the rocket was going to start. And right, right away, the rocket motor started. Yeah. And then suddenly we were like on our backs and just blasting up into space. Um, it took us probably like less than a minute um, just to get to something like 290,000 feet now. And we were suddenly everything black. And then we were told you can release. We were at Apogee. You can take your seatbelts off. We took it off and just looking out the window. The only thing I thought to do, because I, I kind of wanted to float around the cabin a little bit. Mm -hmm. But the moment I had a glance out of that window, I'm like, okay, forget that. I just want to see outside now. Mm. And that was just remarkable. It was just beautiful. Um, it was a few minutes of just looking out into the darkness of the sky, seeing the sun. And seeing the sun is so different from how you see it on the earth. I guess because we don't have the atmosphere to trap the light. So the sun rays are just like arrows shooting through the darkness. Mm. So that was beautiful. It was just silver arrows just shooting through the darkness. Um, no expansion because it's, you know, there's nothing to trap it. And going in the direction of Earth. And then looking at Earth, you just saw this big blue, beautiful orb just floating there like a living animal round little animal you could actually see that the planet is alive so just seeing the planet like that just shifted my perspective my, my, my perspective so much and understanding how vital the energy is on our planet it's a breathing living planet <laughs> and it just makes me feel like so small and like nothing where we're thinking on the planet, we don't. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like we're big and we're in control of everything. But being out there made me realize we're in control of nothing. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something definitely bigger is in control of everything, and it's what's holding all of that together. And it's just remarkable to just see the planet. It's not on a stick. It's not on any of that. It's just floating there. Just this big ball floating in an open nothing. <laughs> it was just yeah. beautiful. It was just so beautiful, so incredible. Mm. Um, just thinking about it, I'm all excited again. <laughs> and and the only protection that we had was just being in this small craft. <laughs> but it was so comfortable. You know, the air was just flowing. The temperature was great. We could breathe. We could float. It just felt so relaxed such a feeling of peace, such a feeling of belonging and alignment is all I could feel. And then I could just see my whole life just rush before my eyes from when I was a child, everything just playing in a fast forward, like, psh. so I just saw all of it. And I, for a second, I asked myself, what does that mean? I'm seeing my life flashing before my eyes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it felt like a rebirth. It felt like I became a new person. And after that, now we're coming back. Now we're making our descent back towards the atmosphere. And then the call comes in to please put on your seatbelts because now we're going into two Gs. And, you know, you could feel the rush starting to happen again. Um, luckily we had our training so you could get back in your seats quite quickly but because you have the gravity now the, mm -hmm. you're, you're in zero gravity it's a little more tricky getting into your seat so you know you just have to just pull yourself and snuggle yourself in and put on your harness strap up and then the speed started again the boost started again um, it was definitely a different roller coaster going down than when you're going up. Yeah. <laughs> going up was a bit more comforting. Going down was because like your stomach is rising kind of. So, but it, it was very quick, like less than a minute. Again, you were back 
down to um, gliding. Mm -hmm. And then we just glided all the way back down to the runway. And then we were back on earth. <laughs> mm. And how was, how was it being back on earth? I just wanted to be alone for a moment <laughs> mm -hmm. because I just needed to process all of this what just happened and I and because it was such such a such a short moment I didn't want to forget anything but the doctor came to meet us on the on the on board and brought us our little flight bags and in these bags we had things packed inside there that we might want before leaving coming off board so what did I pack in my bag? A notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I packed a notebook and my cell phone in case I needed to record something. If I couldn't write it, maybe I might be shaking a little bit that I could just record it instead. But anyway, my hands, my nerves were okay. So I started writing and then suddenly I started drawing <laughs> hmm. to make sense of all that I saw. And, and uh, that was just incredible because yeah <laughs> yeah how was your daughter through the journey she was good first yeah. thing I did first thing I did when we um got to um zero gravity was look across at her and you saw mm -hmm. that in the videos as well I noticed that that was captured in the video I looked because the mother instinct kicked in yeah. looked across made sure she wasn't crying or anything wrong with her she was excited she looked like fully engaged I was like good and then back out to the window um, she also had a very um, moving experience, one exactly like mine, like we, you just feel a presence of love when you're in that, when you're, you're looking back at this view, the overview, and it's just something that just makes you realize that you're really one with everything. You're mm -hmm. really a part of everything. Um, and, and it's a discussion that we always had before. You look, like all your life, you hear people are talking about we're one with everything, we're, you know, like this conscious way. But how many of us actually experience that or we're just repeating what somebody else is teaching us or telling us? But in that moment, there was no teaching. There was no one saying anything. It was actually a feeling. And it was just such a feeling of love and togetherness. And I felt like something shifted inside of me. Not that I feel trust towards people, but I just feel a belonging, like a oneness with everybody. So it made me so much more kinder, so much more mm. patient, so much more giving um, that, you know, like I can see why I keep saying that this is a, an act of humanity. It's all of us involved. This is why yeah. I'm so willing and accepting to share my story with anyone that says, you know, like, would you like to share your story with us? Mm -hmm. So it's it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. Uh, and how was all the, I'm sure you got quite the bit of publicity after, how was all that? Because I prepared myself for that through the coaching program, Yeah, I, it was fine. I didn't feel any anxiety. I didn't feel mm -hmm. any, and I was looking for it because I thought, because that's what I knew. And I was so shocked that I didn't feel any of that. It's just like, I just feel like a new person. Like, I don't feel any fear towards that. Like mm -hmm. even the other day, they made me a um, wellness leader in Antigua. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, official wellness leader. So I ended up in one of the um, events that we were having and they were having a soca aerobics. <laughs> mm. Now I'm such a shy person, like really shy <laughs> person. And somehow they called me up to the front of the audience to, <laughs> to dance. <laughs> <laughs> the cameras were on me and I, I, I'm a person that can't dance. I have like two left foot. <laughs> so <laughs> I was doing the dances and I'm like, oh my gosh, two years ago, you would have, you would have, <laughs> I would prefer to die than to go. <laughs> and I did that and I was like, wow, who is this person? <laughs> That's yeah. all I could say to myself. Who is this new person? So I feel like I have to learn myself all over again to see who, who I, who I am now, where, where this new me is going to take me to next. Mm -hmm. and and suddenly I'm engaged now as a keynote speaker like <laughs> seriously yeah so I've already started my first engagement and now I have another one tomorrow tomorrow is Saturday right yeah I have another yeah. one tomorrow 
and I'm actually excited for it. <laughs> yeah, a well, lot's good. I'm that's actually good. excited for it um, yeah. because if if this can help to inspire other people through my stories, then mm -hmm. I'm for it because I'm all about helping people who wants the healing, who wants the help. I'm not forcing anything on anyone or trying to sell anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to give guidance and to inspire if it's if if necessary. Mm. Yeah, it's been great to to um go back and take us taking us through that experience because uh it's you we don't uh meet people that have gone to space on a normal basis. So <laughs> this is this is That's great. True. That's yeah. so true. That's so yeah. true. So um through it all, um, you know, as we as we kind of um we wrap up you know, based on this experience, um, what did you, what were like the revelations that came out? What did you learn from this experience? So in all of this, for me to have had this experience, it's because I showed up for myself. It's because I put in the work to, to create, to shift the habits that were not working for me anymore and to become more positive in my mindset and to create healthier habits for myself and to stretch myself beyond my self-limitations, my fears. I was able to conquer my fears and through conquering your fears is how you can achieve anything. Mm -hmm. If we allow our fears to hold us back or whatever limitations we have within ourselves to hold us back, there won't be any success in that. You will just stay in that same circle um, of repeated events. But to get out of that, you have to get out of that circle. You have to keep stretching yourself and trusting in the in the in in your faith, whatever that might be. I trusted in the alignment of the universe. I trusted in that, and that is what got me out of where I was to where I am now and where I'm heading to as well in the future. Mm -hmm. So our, our self-development or our self-progress or self-habits or practices or development is our, our, the most important thing that we can do for ourselves is an act of love for ourselves. And through doing that, we can become better persons for ourselves, for our community and for our planet. Mm, that's so good. And uh, yeah, because like who would have ever, ever thought two women from Antigua and Barbuda would go into space? <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and we were made we made history on so many different levels on so many so many yeah. different levels and i often yeah. think you know and in, in general i would say you know there's a lot of people that limit themselves based on their circumstances and whether it's their upbringing or you know i'll never become that someone you know this is you know i want to pursue space but you know that that'll that'll never happen um yeah. what what in, what advice do you have or what inspiration do you have for others to continue going in the direction that they're called to uh you know that they're you know moving into the direction of their purpose you definitely have to find your why like I found my why when I was on the flight with um taking my daughter to um get her her visas sorted out so she can get to college I found my why there and I found my why before because I saw the person I was easily triggered and I didn't want to be that person anymore. So I had to make that change for myself. Mm -hmm. So when you can find your anchor, which is your why, then, and it's strong enough, then that is what's going to get you through to making that change for yourself. But if you don't have that motivation, then it's very difficult for you to change any, any situation. You just end up procrastinating in it and just staying in that place because we can become comfortable in a bad habits too or in a bad situation. Mm -hmm. um, so you just have to find a strong enough why to get you through it. A strong, strong enough reason. Why do you need to do this? Mm. Mm. That's great. Uh, what What would you say your daughter learned from, from this? She definitely learned um an alignment of situations mm -hmm. because if she hadn't um wanted to go to Aberdeen University for example we wouldn't have been on that flight then this opportunity wouldn't have opened up I wouldn't have seen that um sweepstake offer I wouldn't yeah. have entered that so she trusts now in the, the small things the every little thing takes you to the next place where you need to be 
So mm-hmm. it's an it's an alignment. So she definitely learned that. Mm. Uh, what is she doing uh, today? Is she in school? She's in school. So she's okay. studying philosophy and physics. She's in her second year in University of Aberdeen. Oh, nice. And and she's also working. She's working at um, a restaurant. <laughs> mm, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Oh wow, it was uh it was really great, Keisha, learning about your journey and experience. And it's it's been awesome following your your journey. I remember when um you all came back from um from space, there was article after article, CNN, Today Show. Yeah. It was left and right. I was seeing all these stuff, and then you had almost the entire entire island watching you on TV. And uh, yeah. I think even Richard Branson, he wasn't he wasn't in New Mexico, he was in Antigua, right? He was in Antigua. They had yeah. a watch party here. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that was, that was pretty unique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was with the prime minister, with my mother and my family in Antigua. Yeah, who all couldn't be here. So and my daughter, my second daughter as well, my older daughter. So mm-hmm. he was with them. He was he was in charge of taking care of them. So <laughs> <laughs> so that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Keisha, I know you mentioned, um, that you're a coach, um, can you share, uh, what type of coaching do you do? So I'm a personal coach, so I do a lot of wellness and self-development coaching, and I help you to make a shift in different areas of your life, whether it's to do with your calling, finding your calling, maybe your money, um, maybe in your relationships, but not just relationship with other people, also the relationship with yourself, maybe becoming um, more developed in your craft at work, wherever you're working, and also in connecting with your health, your personal health, and with you know that which is greater, whatever you believe in. Um, sometimes you might feel lost and you need to reconnect with something greater than yourself. So my coaching style is really tailored on shifting your mindset, on helping you to get through the blocks inside of that's holding you, your own self-limitation through your traumas, through your personal blocks. I help, I do a lot of brain training with you, meditation with you. Um, I I coach you through um, just steps that you should be taking within your, your journey. Um, I help you to create a plan for yourself. I help you to know what your goal is, what your why is. And so it's a very deep, in-depth program that I put you through for 12 weeks. So we always start off with 12 weeks. One session is not enough, Mm -hmm. Um, but 12 weeks, you can, you already see miracles shifting in your direction. Mm. And Keisha, how can people connect with you if they're interested in uh, learning more about the coaching that you offer? So I do have a website, um, keishashahaf.com, and also on my Instagram. You can follow my Instagram page, keishashahaf, or you can send me a, um, an email also at keishashahaf at gmail.com. So everything is about my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So and- uh, for those uh, listening, we will drop the link in the podcast description on whichever platform you're listening on. So there'll be the website and you can connect with her on social media as well. Well, Keisha, it's been great really learning more about you and your story. And and it's it's amazing to see how one flight led to you, you know, joining in on a sweepstakes and then um you know seeing this journey to space really happened for you and it seems like both you and your daughter learned a lot and it must have been an awesome experience um you know doing doing this together you know you weren't alone on in this um so as we wrap up um some can you share some final words of encouragement to our listeners so basically in conclusion i can say that my journey to space really has taught me that Dreams are not bound by gravity. (laughs) They're bound by only our limitation. Mm -hmm. So if we can just connect with our breath, drop into our heart, and just know what it is that we want for ourselves, we can achieve anything. And 
our goals has nothing to do with anybody else. It's not trying to please anybody else or to match anyone else. It's really a connection with your heart. We all came here for a purpose. And if you can connect to your heart, you can know what your purpose is mm. and trust it. Trust yourself. Trust the universe. Trust the alignment that's out there. You didn't just come here by yourself. Something brought you here. Let that thing be your guide to your truth, to your path, and just trust the flow of life. Let peace be your your guidance as well. If it doesn't feel peaceful, it's probably not for you. That's great. Thank you for that encouragement. Uh, oh, yeah. One, uh, one last question. Did you get to keep the spacesuit or no? Yeah, it's my suit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so you brought it back with you. Of course. <laughs> that's oh. mine. For, that's mine forever. <laughs> so oh, that's... Maybe one day someone might, you know, maybe I can auction it one day. But for now, it's my suit. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, Keisha, thank you so much for your time and sharing your story. Um, thank you so much for being an inspiration to others. And uh, I'm excited to see what your future holds in, in your uh, journey as well. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. I really hope you enjoyed this interview with astronaut Keisha Shahaf and really enjoyed really getting to know her and her story of what led her to space exploration. As I mentioned in the introduction, Keisha is also a health and life coach, and you can connect with her on social media. The links are in the podcast description, and you can also go to her website, keishashahaf.com, and find out more about her and also connect with her if you're interested in health and life coaching. And uh, all those links are in the podcast description. If you really enjoyed this interview, feel free to leave a review on the podcast. Would greatly appreciate a five-star review. And also feel free to put in any comments that you would like to. You can also send me an email with any feedback or a future guest that you would like to see at singcameron at gmail.com. Also, you can check out my new book that came out earlier this year, Navigation and Discovery at CameronSingh.com and you can connect with all my social media on that website as well CameronSingh.com also don't forget to subscribe on the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on and thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode